Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to bump. It's time to thump. It's time to bludge. The best of bludging on the blind side. Look, speaking of Verstappen, there is Who's a... Who's speaking of Verstappen? Oh, I was, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Can I just point out that there's a bit of a campaign on social media to approach Verstappen to get him to approach Philanders about being an international ambassador for Rugby Leg. Max Verstappen. A, I, a spokesman? Can, can I... An ambassador? Uh, yeah. Can I... For uh, anything? Yeah, don't... don't Apart from it, excrement? Don't, I can see him as an ambassador for excrement. Try not to get too outraged by this. I think it's a bit of a G-up. Oh, thank you. Mm. Good, good. I just want to put that... Can I just say I don't appreciate those sorts of G-ups? You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of serious stuff going on in the world at the moment. We don't need that sort of rubbish uh, coming from left field. <laughs> we don't. And the difficulty is, mind you, if the world did need an ambassador for excrement, I can think of no finer figure. Ambassador. An ambassador is Max Verstappen. <laughs> hey. True. True. Now coming back to the problem of uh, Holden and Ford at V8 supercar. You know, that particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ford's decision to stop Australian manufacturing in 2016 and switch its uh, muscle car from the Falcon to the American-built Mustang started the decline in interest, according to some. Mm -hmm. This is in supercars in general. General Motors Holden moved to offshore manufacturing at the end of 2017, landed even harder hit. Mm -hmm. They replaced the Commodore with the front-wheel drive vehicle, the ZB Commodore, built offshore, and it sort of staggered on but, of course, it was totally rejected by the car buying public, as it should be. Yes. As it should be. Uh, Holden well, a Commodore which... front-wheel drive. I know. Mm. Madness. Yeah. It's something you might pass off to Verstappen and yeah. leave it there. Yeah. yeah. Now, mm. the trouble was that um, they then the supercar spokespeople said the series had been planning for a future without Commodore for a while. Mm. 2022, it planned to launch its Gen 3. I might have said G3. Yeah, Gen you 3. did say G3. Gen 3 chassis. Yeah which manufacturers and engineers will have to work with in order to comply with the race category regulations. Now, this makes it sound like an IndyCar setup, i.e. Yeah. everybody driving the same thing, if I've got that right. Yeah. You know, like... Um, oh, I see. Well, I don't mind that so much if everyone's driving the same vehicle. Gen 3 will adopt a new control it's chassis. It's just what, what we're going to miss, HG, is what I'd call the tribalism. I know. And that's what people loved. We loved hating Ford and others loved hating Holden. Holden. Yeah. I mean that that's that's what it was all about. And tribalism. Yeah. So the blue oval, yeah, obviously versus, you know, the general. Yeah. Now, Gen 3 will adopt new control chassis adaptable to wide variety of body shapes, allowing small and large two-door coupes and oh, the retainer close association look with the donor road car. Now, that's not going to work. No. Anyway, it gets down to now Jordan Nemmer. Uh, who runs uh, ST Automotive in uh, Adelaide's Inner South, believes there's little future in supercars once Holden exits, mm. which they've done. Being at the Superloop, I didn't realise it was called the Superloop. The Superloop. Yeah, in, this year in Adelaide 500, that's out, uh, you know, in the East Parklands, I think, I noticed that it had died down compared to other years. I reckon once Holden goes, that'll be the end of it. Right. The Adelaide 500 has been the only race of the series held this year so far to the era of history. Yeah, yeah. 
The Fordow Racing Carnival attracted its lowest crowd in 17 years of just 206,000, a crowd that has been in steady decline since 254,000, 2019, 273,000, right. etc. Yep. since the two giants of motorsport closed down their manufacturing ah, base. God, there's a lesson there. There is a lesson now, there. Now, can I ask, yeah. should the government step in? Hmm. Should the government step in and say, okay. Don't reboot our manufacturing reboot. industry. Is that what that's you're talking about? That's Re- what I'm talking about. Retool Fishman's Bend. Yes, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Geelong. Yep, yep, yep. You know, start manufacturing, but not necessarily a Holden, but a, 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 a car. car built for Australian conditions, that, for, for, for flood and drought. Yeah. That's what we want, isn't it? <laughs> flood and drought, and I tell you what, and call Flood and drought-resistant cars and, that are really bloody quick. Yeah, and let's begin a national conversation yes. to establish a name. Yes. If it's going to be called... The Bradman. The Bradman. Ooh. Just thinking. Just thinking. How about the Winks? Yes, that's not bad. That's yeah, not what bad. Did, what's your dad got? Oh, he's got a Winks. Yeah. Four, oh, two, yeah, one. yeah. The, Go the, quick. The, the V8 Winks, you know, the four litre. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a comment. What's it like? Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's a conversation. Got to Sydney to Goulburn in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> See any coppers? Nah. <laughs> It's copper proof. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Sydney to Goldman. Ra- radar won't detect it. Yeah. It's got that special. It's going, it's going so quick. Yeah. In the paint. Stealth paint. Stealth paint. <laughs> we got it from the KGB. <laughs> um, although I know they yeah. don't exist anymore. Mm. Um, so. Anyway, well, that's a thought to, to rebuild and retool. I think that, that uh, I mean, you can talk about offering people, you know, $25,000 to build a bigger toilet in the backyard. Great. You know, I've got no problems with that, getting some tradies some work. You know, brilliant. Mm, but. But. Manufacturing. Manufacturing is what Australians want to see. Australians want to see an Australian car. I know. I know. Right? Ima- imagine how proud we'll feel. How proud would we be, especially when it comes out and beats Ford? <laughs> of course. Because that is, I mean, and you know, that's I'll, your benchmark. I'll go out on a limb here yep. and I wouldn't care if it was Chinese funded. That's how far out on a limb I'm going. Whoa. Yeah. Very difficult in the political conditions. Well, I know, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Who's got to reach out? Is it, is, it, is it up to the Prime Minister to reach out to President Xi and say, President Xi, have you heard of Holden? Exactly. Reaching out, saying, have you heard of Holden? He's obviously going to say no, but then you send a few photos and yeah. you're telling the Peter Come Brock on. story. <laughs> This will interest your president, Mr. President. Yeah, Peter Brock then goes through the translator. What? <laughs> king no. of the mountain. Yeah, king of the mountain. You get that? I ah, see. king of the mountain. That's me. That's me. Yes. Yeah. All in. I'll call you Peter Brock, <laughs> President G. Oh. Suddenly. And then give him the overalls with yes. Brock written on the back. That's it. And then give him a go at Commodore 05. Thank you. The best. Of bludging on the blind side. The Rugby League Party is the only party offering practical Rugby League solutions. Only Rugby League can deliver zero emissions by 2025. A balanced budget. A registered nurse in all aged care facilities 24 hours a day. Rugby League compliant submarines. And a cast iron guarantee that on every hour of the day, a game of Rugby League will be played somewhere on earth. Next time you vote, vote one. 
Rugby League. Uh, Darren from Guy Mia, he says, uh, compliments of the Rugby League season, thank you. I was interested in hearing the conversation around rugby league referees and touch judges. Ah, yes. See what and I mean? ways to lift their profile in the game. Yes. No, good. Yeah. I think there should be referee and touch judge collector cards. That's an excellent idea. Isn't that a wonderful idea? So simple. For so long, kids have been able to see favourite players on Scanlon's football cards, so why not let kids enjoy seeing their favourite referee on a collector card? Can you imagine school kiddies at play lunch swapping their referee playing cards with each other? I've got a Matt Chech and I'll swap you for two Ashley Kleins and so on. Excellent idea. On the reverse of the card, it could list the official's relevant statistics, e.g. games officiated, penalties given, dud decisions made, maybe a percentage (laughs) indicating accuracy of rulings and where they currently rank. Also, what about a rugby league official Hall of Fame? Yeah. Showcasing the history and characters of the great game. You know, great referees of the past, I dare say. Mick Stone, Bill Harrigan, of course, the grasshopper, Barry Gomesall would surely qualify. Well, they would. Whatever a team of the decade is announced, there should be a referee and a touch judge of the same era revealed as well. You know, they I'm pretty sure this is right that the AFL used to have umpire of the year. Did they? Up until about 2015. Why'd they and, stop? Oh, <laughs> exactly. Why did they stop? <laughs> Sadly, the relationship between the community and the umpires has plummeted since then. Oh, okay. And I blame that simple omission from the big nights. Right. Um, Usually the Rugby League Referee of the Year, the acknowledgement is being the given final. the grand final. Yeah, I understand that. That's probably the same in the AFL. Probably. Why not posters of referees to go along with player shots and why not a team photo of all the officials, including video refs and touchies, for kids to be able to put on their wall next to their team or favourite player? This would no doubt lift the profile of refereeing and create an understanding of the importance referees have played in the greatest game of all. It would also provide something to aim for with youngsters who may not be great at playing. The sort of kid who is officious and a stickler for the rules and could see a genuine rugby league career path laid out before them. Just my thoughts. They're just all excellent thoughts. Excellent thoughts, Darren. Excellent thoughts. Now, how about taking it a little bit further? Mm. How about a run-through? You know, the AFL oh, have big run-throughs. great idea. Yeah, something. We've come to blow. Yes, we've We're come putting to blow. on a show. Yes. They can't do without us. Yeah. Etc. You know, would there be something. volunteers, HG, who, who make sure that would run be. through for the sure referees? Would, yeah, I'm pretty sure there would be. So there'd be I'm, a referees run through followed by the players run through, different yeah. run throughs. They'd have to. So be. there'd be three run throughs. <laughs> Maybe some it's weeks. Not looking a bit cumbersome. Well, some weeks there's no player run through, just the referees run through. Yeah, but there'd always be a referees run through. There would. That, that's there what would. we're suggesting. That's a yeah, good. Yeah, okay. Ah, uh, Adam says, "Happy rugby league to you, your families." I've really struggled emotionally over the past couple of weeks if you've discussed the sad demise of touchies in the greatest game of all. Oh, you see, it did, it, did, oh. it did really strike a chord. After many sleepless nights, I finally had an idea how we can all help touchies of all ages and abilities. Similar to Magic Round, could Feathers create a Magic Touchy Round or a Touchy Gala Day where the 50 greatest touchies of all time are given a lap of honour in front of an adoring crowd? Wow, that's fabulous. That's fabulous. One could also join the boys in the commentary box. Well, and how about they wear the gear they wore in the day? Yes, on the day with yeah. the TNT Tea on it or whatever, whatever it was. was. <laughs> People could also have a chance to buy a seat at a touchy table for a formal dinner or luncheon where guest touchy speakers talk about their illustrious careers and greatest memories. <laughs> the gala could also include 
all spectators getting a touchy shirt on arrival and school children providing a guard of honour for the touchies as they enter the playing area. Imagine the interest from this type of extravaganza. Do you think this could help? Well, Adam, I'd think it could. It could. It'd be great. It'd be great. And if promoted correctly, yes. you know, you don't want, you know, Volandis getting in the road claiming all the glory for it. You no. know, you know, he might be able to sort of declare something proper yes. from the head office. Well, we'd, we'd, wouldn't we uh, go to professional marketing people? We would have to. We would have to. And they would come we'd up with the concept of yeah. which day, which, which match. day, where where the luncheon's yep. going to be. Yes, that's right. Is it is it bow tie? Yeah. Is it formal? Yeah. How yeah. informal? Yeah. Uh, the touchies, but, do they and, sit and down? One, one touchy per table. Yeah, are they in their touchy gear or are they wearing the? No, there are a lot of questions to answer. <laughs> but you know, and who's going to give the address? Yeah, well, that's. Big you know, problem. Yeah. But remember, what's the theme going to be? How I became a touchy. How I became a touchy or why I became why a touchy. Why I became a touchy, touchy even yeah. better, yeah. It, it sharpens it, doesn't it? It does. A lot of people ask me <laughs> why and, I raise the flag. And you might be able to do something like, you know, maybe get uh, Delta Goodrum along to say, I wish mm-hmm. I could have become a touchy. Oh, you know, for, yeah, or write a, a song. Write Mate, a song. Get the Whitlams. You know, the Whitlam. Oh, yeah, they're very good at writing. The bloody uh, yeah, song about Sats is Broken Jaw. Yeah, what? they'd love it. What about the day I... Became a touchy. Yeah. Touchy for the a day. A, the day I called him out. <laughs> Foot on the line. Foot on the line. Be great. Uh, now, this you're comes off. from this guy. You're off. The but, day I sent him off. The day I sent him off. Yeah, but touchies don't send him off. No, I know. The, the day, day I, I recommended him. Yeah. Said. <laughs> I told the ref to yeah. send him off. I told the ref to send him off. <laughs> okay, Phil. Phil's been in touch. I'm not Phil Gould. Oh, I don't think so. No. Uh, this is Phil from Hinsdale, Illinois. Oh, wow. For your reference, Hinsdale is a suburban town about 30 kilometres west of Chicago. Wow. Happy Rugby League, he says. I'm excited to make you both aware of an amazing opportunity that presents itself on this side of the Pacific. As I was watching the local TV coverage of the Open Championship last Friday, NBC's lead sports broadcaster, Mike Tarico. Oh, Tarico, terrific. Terrific commentator. Casually mentioned that the golfer Cam Smith wasn't even the most well-known Cam Smith in Australia. Tarico went on to talk about Cam Smith, the maroon, and how the level of fame he had achieved through rugby league far exceed that of the soon-to-be champion golfer of the year. Tarico even seemed to know the difference between league and union, which is usually a 20-minute conversation with most Americans. With this unsolicited name recognition and endorsement of Tarico, who is the voice of NBC's sports' biggest events, including handling play-by-play for Sunday night football this upcoming season, surely Sneesby must realise what a huge opportunity this is for the Eye of the Storm team to promote rugby league as a product as well as a serendipitous lead-in to the Rabbitohs v Eagles showdown next season. Are you listening, Sneesby, he says. Finally, thank you for the podcast. It helps make this long-term expat feel closer to home each week. Isn't that a lovely Isn't that a wonderful off? story? That is incredible. That is incredible. Well, and that's the sort of thing that's got to be acted on. I know. I know. Surely Valandis Surely should Valandis be Surely Valandis has got to reach out to Tariko to, to And say, and I'm say, available. Well, I'm available. I'm Let, happy let's to come. talk. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk rugby league. 
Have you heard about touchies would be the next thing. Yes. If you're keen. And then imagine touchies becoming more popular in America than referees. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, they're wonderful, wonderful correspondents we've had this week, H.E., and thank you for uh, uh, listeners going to the trouble. Of replying uh, uh, to uh, uh, some uh, of the issues that we've yeah, raised. Yeah. And how about that from America? I mean, usually America's a fairly dense place to get information into. Yeah. Plenty easy to get it out sure, of there. Sure, But, sure. you know, to think that there's in Illinois, where is he? 30 miles 30 west, miles of, west Chicago. of Chicago. There's a bloke <laughs> there who knows the difference between Cam Smith and Cam Smith. <laughs> the best of bludging on the blind side. League lovers, you want to own a horse but don't know how to get involved? Rooting King syndications can cut the red tape and leg you aboard a chestnut certainty in time for the Rural and Regional Cup Carnival. Speak to the rooting team, Weed and Bruce, at the blind side. Now, Andrew is suggesting, James, couldn't the dog bark the tackle count? One bark for tackle one, two barks for tackle two, etc. Yes. I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to that at all. I think that, that would be great. There would be training costs. Look for, uh, I think, the Guide Dogs Association. Actually, to get a guide dog trained, I think, might be somewhere between thirty and $50,000 per dog. But a guide dog, I don't mean to knock guide dogs, they Good. have to do a lot more oh, than do. what a rugby league referee I know, but it be. gives you a bit of an idea. If rugby league is going to embrace the dog idea to support the referee... Then it might cost ten, fifteen, twenty thousand to train up. Well, I suppose it's peanuts for the rugby it league. Is. Isn't well, look it? what you're saving on. Yeah. Now, remember, of course, is and this is I like to suggest this is years ago we mm. broke the story that uh, people doing time mm. were being able to retrain as rugby league referees. That's right. And contribute back to society, mm. put something back into the exactly. areas that they came from. Yes. Now, why not a rugby league referee mm. and a dog join up? Mm. In a, in a, say, in a isolated area like Cessnock Jail, for once, yeah. and then when they come out, you've got already trained the dog yes. in rugby league yeah. know, necessities, yeah. like barking when a tackle's made. Barking and, the tackle count and, and, and woof, 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 woof. sniffing the uh, forward pass. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sniffing the HIA. Yeah, all that sort of all stuff. All that sort of stuff. That wouldn't yeah. be hard mm. because it's not a big ask. They might be able to confine it to, say, doing 20 things. Yeah. They could be better than the bunker. Because mm. the banker often gets things wrong. They do. They do. Uh, oh, no, I'd, I'd trust a dog to, you know, sniff. Yeah, whatever you want. A concussion. Yeah. Then I would some doctor hold up in a bunker in, you know, Redfin or wherever it is. Um, the other thing can I ask about this is is the dogs on site. Mm. Now, I think it's Ponga got into trouble the other day and had to come off even though nobody had touched him. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. Yeah, well, that wouldn't pass the sniff test with a dog, would it? <laughs> it wouldn't. I'm telling you, that's a fact. The Church of Rugby League Hill Climb is on again. Mount Oosley has again put its hand up. Vehicles under 300 horsepower are again unwelcome. The best of bludging on the blind side. For more Roy and HG, search Bludge on the ABC Listen app.